Hello and welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy. I'm back today for part two of Steigers vs. Everest, Adventures in Parenthood with Andy and Nancy. Welcome back. Thanks, Troy. Thank you. It's good to be back. We're going to jump right into today's episode to make sure that you guys have lots of time to Tell us the, the next portion of the story where, where if listeners have listened to part one, we recently just left off where Andy and Nancy were talking about how difficult it was for them to actually post about the trip not going the way they expected it to. And, and how social media oftentimes draws you into feeling like you need to only talk about the highlights. And those are the only parts we want to share. But that's part of maturity. It's part of growing up. And we actually need to be willing to share because... We're not the only ones who might be going through that. We're probably not the only ones feeling, you know, feeling like they lost control. But it's it's in those moments, like we, again, spoke about in the last episode, that's where uh, God can really show his strength when we're willing to be weak and, and vulnerable. So uh, why don't you take it away, guys? Where, where, are we, where are we going next in this journey with you? I think some people get discouraged in parenting because they maybe they're on social media and all they've seen is people's mountaintop moments. And they, and then they think that that's reality. And I think maybe they think they are bad parents or nobody else deals with what they're going through. Uh, and so it's kind of interesting that, you you know, even for Nancy and I, it was challenging to post the non-mountaintop moment, right? The, <laughs> the crappy moment. But it's in those moments that you need prayer. It's in those moments that you're being real. It's actually in those moments that you connect with the most people. And it's been kind of interesting, hasn't it, Nancy? As we've shared about this experience, it's resonated, I think, far more with people. people. Yeah. And then if we had just this um, perfect mountaintop moment and that's what we posted, it would it wouldn't connect <laughs> with people. Real people deal with challenging things all the time. Yeah. Right. And and we can't judge our parenting or our family. You can't even compare your family to others based on what they're posting on social media, because that's just a fraction of what's actually going on in people's lives. And so we have to be careful that we don't, we don't put too much weight on that and that we don't like that doesn't, we just have to guard, to guard our families. We have to guard ourselves against that because, and that's hard, right? It's hard to hear just about people's successes and then, then just to compare yourselves to those successes and not and forgetting that that all families struggle right in different ways right and in different areas but that um that's reality life is hard and we have to we have to find our way yeah yeah i i'm i mean as someone who grew up as a as a ministry kid i'm pretty grateful that i didn't grow up with my parents being in the social media world or age you know because i I remember that even as a kid, I'd go places and it was, hey, are you Pastor Bob's son? Or hi, Pastor Bob's son. I didn't even have a name but because I was his yeah. son. There was a standard that had to be kept. So, you know, I was in the, I'd be in the mall with some of my friends and then I see someone from church or someone who was just giving me this look like they know me. <laughs> I, I would always have to just like dumb it down and calm down and be like, guys, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. I don't want to hear about it because oftentimes I would. Uh, have your kids ever come to you guys with feeling those kinds of pressure, knowing that, you know, you're running a ministry, you guys are traveling everywhere, speaking and sharing. Have, have your kids ever said, mom, this is a lot. <laughs> well, that that's, that's actually happened to us a lot, especially when we're at church, people are always, and it's not an issue so much because we've worked through it at this point in time. Um, but it kids took, are used to it now. They're used to it now, but it took mm. a long time 
because we'd walk through church and everyone would say hello to them and everyone would want to talk to them. And our mm. oldest son doesn't have a lot of, uh, he doesn't need to uh, use a lot of words in the day. And so <laughs> he he would just come home and he would just be so annoyed because he's like, why are all these people wanting to talk to me? Like, Or know so, what's going on in my life. Or why so, do they want to know what's going on right. in my life? Why do they know what, they know my name. I don't know who they are. And so we kind of just had to like really break it down for him and be like, they, they know you because they know us. And what you're experiencing is not normal for most kids. Most kids can yeah. go through the halls of a church and be completely like anonymous because, because no one knows them. But now you're in a position where people, they, they know about you and they care about you and they want to know what's going on in your life and they want to, they want to greet you and you kind of just got to suck it up and, and, and be gracious and greet them back. Right. So yeah, yeah it is hard. Yeah. One thing though, that we did, and this might be helpful for those of you pastors who are listening to this is we made it fun for our kids though, too, uh, where when I was preaching and, and still to this day, when I preach and I use an illustration of my kids, uh, I pay them. And, and, and royalties. <laughs> yeah, they get royalties. And I'm not kidding. So they will listen intently to my sermons because they will count every time I mention <laughs> them or tell a story because they get two bucks. Now, inflation has, has cost yeah, right. me more on that. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would be rolling in it. Are you kidding me? I want reparations or something. There's got to be ministry kids. <laughs> But that, oh, that made it good. fun for them because then they didn't care so much as telling stories about them. They were just, they just saw dollar signs. They're like, keep it yeah. coming, dad. That's great. That's great. <laughs> hey, dad, you want to know what happened today? You could probably use this this week. Right. <laughs> that's so good. So well, good. That's, that's so good. It, at parenting in, in ministry, I mean, even for us, just, we got young kids and they're trying to figure it out too. Like daddy goes to a concert, a riot comes and afterwards, you know, Arise like, mommy, why are they all talking to daddy? Why are they all want to talk to him? I want daddy, mommy, I want to go. And then we've gotten into this rhythm where it's like, hey, if she wants me, she can come. You know, like this isn't this thing of like, no, you stay over there. It's like, no, my family is just as part of, uh, of what I'm doing. There's an interesting aspect of that too, where particularly when you're in ministry, they see you either speaking at church or they see me speaking at a conference or some sort of event. And they often will come with us on, on these sorts of things. And and it's been interesting for them as they're kind of walking their own adolescence going, the dad that's on stage and the dad that they see day to day, because they see the, they, they sometimes only see the serious Andy on stage sort of oh, yeah, thing, but yeah. they're like, you know, do people realize that you find poop jokes funny? Like... <laughs> Because that to them is very disturbing. They're like, do they know that you have a sense of humor? Because was that in your doctor? If they knew, they would never ask you to come. Speak. Yeah, I don't know if they'd take you seriously. Right, right, right. Don't embarrass but, yourself. <laughs> but let's jump into things here. Like, uh, just just quickly, you know, we had, we had told the story in part one about what what had taken place in um, our journey to Everest Space Camp. Uh, after the the mountains and getting flown back in and 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 hiking and working our way back out. Uh, at the very, you know, we flew in, but at the very end, we drove out. And uh, that was interesting because uh, our, you know, Tristan got sick on, on in the mountains. William got sick on the way out. And 
That was uh, that was challenging. It was the right. last day of the no, first day of driving out, but it was at the end. William started, you know, he barfed, and we thought, okay, he's just got uh, motion sickness, car but, sickness, yeah, car sickness. Right. But that that morphed <laughs> into a very sick child. Yeah, um, it's amazing how much sickness we had to deal with. It was actually is again one of those moments. I'm like, Lord, we need, like we got plans here. We got things, we got places we want it, we want to go, things we want to see, like experiences sure. we want to have. But our kid is like, he can't get out of bed. He won't eat anything. And try nursing your child back to health in a country that where food is absolutely just so different. You want to feed him crackers and like chicken noodle soup, and their crackers don't have salt on them. And the chicken noodle soup is spicy and it's spaghetti noodles. And so you're like, <laughs> it was full of like, like spices. And, and you're like, I just need something. I need some like plain broth and right. some like egg noodles. Like, I just want something that they know and you can't find any of those things. So it was just oh hard gosh. to get them back to health. Uh, but uh, we, we managed it eventually. <laughs> and yeah. that was when we were on our way um, when we were in Chitwan. Which yeah. is a jungle in in Nepal. Yeah. So one of the things that's really cool about Nepal is they've got incredible mountains. The Himalayas is there, but also an incredible jungle is is there as well, where they've got rhinos, tigers, elephants, sloth bears, uh, you name it, like full of animals. Sloth bear? Is that like a hybrid between a sloth and a bear? Yeah. Have you ever thought about the fact that Jungle Book has Baloo? It's kind of weird if you think about Jungle Book's got a bear. Yeah. So the... the... <laughs> okay. I know. Troy's mind is blown at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. If wait only a everyone minute. can see his face. Yes. So a bear, what What would you say? What was the yes, size? Yes, the jungle of... has bears, and they look like a black bear. They look the like a, okay. a, a little bit like a smaller black bear. Yeah. 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 Although it's quite cute in that... Uh, I, I've never seen this before. The the babies and we we saw w- w- the sloth bear. We saw it had two babies with it, and they climb up on mom's back. And they don't. They didn't walk like they. Mom carried them. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I've, I've, <laughs> we've been on like watching a million animal documentaries. We're not going to go down that road right now, but we will talk later. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So that part of the trip was a highlight for Tristan. Uh, Tristan loves animals, and and we knew that. And so uh, that was part of us uh, heading there was uh, doing different safaris and and seeing seeing the animals, which he really appreciated. Yeah. And you guys had a really when William was sick in bed, uh, like so, and it's hot. So you have to remember he's feverish. He's and it's hot. It's like twenty third. It's plus thirty. It's thirty. Was it thirty five? Yeah. 30 degrees it was really really hot so he has no ability so we tried to take him out and then we would bring him back to the room and regu- we had a fan room and when we got there we we're like okay do you have an ac room because this kid's not like we need some ac <laughs> he cannot regulate his body temperature right. so one time when we were i was in the room with william just giving him a break you guys grabbed some bikes from the um the at the hotel we use that term loosely and uh, you guys went for a, a yeah. little experience, and they had a really cool experience, Tristan and Andy. Yeah, Tristan and I were uh, just biking around, but this town is right on the, the edge of the jungle, and the jungle will often come into the town. So a rhino had just kind of worked his way over, and he was just 
grazing awesome. and and Tristan and I, uh, we're at a, a safe spot where we could, we were quite close, maybe like 10 feet, uh, just watching this rhino graze. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, good, good moments. Uh, then we went uh, from Chitwan to Pokhara for those curious, did some river rafting, did some hiking and, and just kind of relaxing. I, I, uh, I, I kind of just joked that, you know, going to Chitwan and Pokhara was a vacation from our vacation, <laughs> you know, it was a vacation <laughs> yeah. after what it all transpired and, in uh, the Himalayas, but Nancy and I, you know, had um, had some great talks there in Chitwan and Pokhara as we just really were processing through. Um, thus far, you know, our our time in parenthood now having you know two teenagers. Will just uh, turned thirteen actually a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to take a moment in the podcast just to just to share some some things that we've been learning about parenthood. Uh, that would that I, I think might be might be helpful for people. Nancy, you want to jump into? Yeah, I think probably one of the things that we've been learning this one uh, for quite some time, and anybody who has more than one child uh, knows that parenting is very personal to each each child, and so even while we're on this journey, getting to this journey is recognizing that our kids like process things differently our kids um need different approaches to how we parent them um we can't really parent them the same because they respond differently to 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 correction they respond differently to guidance they were they just they're just very they have different strengths different weaknesses um that's part of the reason that i went with tristan to the hospital is he just he and I connect better in mm. in that regard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tristan and I are almost, and a lot of parents will like we're two the same. So sometimes we struggle. Like the reality is, is we struggle a lot, and that doesn't yeah. mean I'm always defaulting to Andy. My desire isn't you know for Andy to be Tristan's sole parent. Like I want, I want that relationship with Tristan. I want to be able to connect with him. But sometimes it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. The two of us. Um, yeah, we struggle, um, and we're really similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, uh, but I love them, you know. And so, my desire, even though it's hard, is is for that relationship to still to be there. And I have to be extra careful that I don't harm that relationship. So, where Tristan, where William, and I like, pfft, it's so much easier the right. the two of us uh, to to be able to. Um, to parent him. It's really, it's, it's really weird. I never would have expected that. I, that was one of those things that really surprised me. When did you, when did you start to notice that, that how similar you were? Was it like when they were really young already or was it as they started getting older? That's a good question. I would say once they started getting older. Yeah. It really came out when they were starting to, I mean, there's little glimpses of, of it when they're younger, different aspects of their personality and stuff. But it only really became um, more evident, I think, a little bit later that it was uh, that we were so similar. Yeah. So, one aspect of parenting that I, I wanted to bring up and just encourage um, future parents and those of you that are parenting, and perhaps uh, those of you that have been parented, because <laughs> I think it kind of hits all all the the spectrum of of being a parent and having been a child. And that is that parenting is sacrificial. And this has been a part of parenting that 
I've I continue to wrestle with, uh, particularly uh, as I mentioned in the first part of this adventure, that uh, I you know the the this this whole dream began as being a kid without a dad and the kind of dad that I'd want to be, and so I always had this idea in my mind that that my kids would be constantly high fiving me, being like. <laughs> dad you're here right like hey you're still here like high yeah. five you know hey dad you told me you love me high five you know dad you came to my sporting event high five <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah. you know all these things that i never had that i'm like man one day i'm gonna be that dad and my kids are gonna love me for it yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all no, oh my god! They're just gonna. They're, that's just gonna be normal for them. That's their normal. Yeah. That's there their is, normal. There's no other. Which is which is beautiful, but frustrating. Like yes. especially for you, because you're like you guys don't realize how good you got it. You don't know how good you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just even this thing of like, yesterday was my was my birthday, and so we know Araya the day before had spent time with Jasmine making a cake. That was going to be for my birthday the next day, which was yesterday. And so she knows fully about this cake. But we went out or uh, we went out and she just constantly throughout the day was like, Daddy, you want treats? Daddy, you want this? Daddy, you want? I'm like, Araya, we're going to be having birthday cake later. <sighs> I don't want birthday cake. I want. I'm like. What? Who cares what? that it's your birthday, right? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and she's, she's ready to have a full on tantrum. And I'm like, today, I was like, today, today we're doing this. You made the cake. I didn't ask for this. You made the cake. And now you're telling me that you don't want the cake. I'm like, this kid, come get her. Someone come get her. Get her away from me. I was just like, but kids, yeah, they're, they're just like, oh, I don't care. How's your, how's your humility today, dad? Basically. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's but the the coin also flips though too because it it exposes our own selfishness right yes. it yes. really it really does and so for me like um I constantly have to think about when I'm you know having like how selfish am I being in this situation am I willing to like give for my children you know mm-hmm. am I willing to um put aside my own selfish pride when I'm having like an argument or heated discussion where like, do I have to, do I have to win this argument with my child? Yeah. Right. Do I have to have the last word? And so, and not that I got such a hard thing to be a parent, have humility and know when your pride's getting in the way of your parenting and, uh, and even just how much you're willing to like, sacrifice for your kids you know you want to put them first and some of these things are really easy and obvious and then other times it's not and it's a struggle in certain in certain areas like letting your kid know that you were wrong and you're sorry and hey let's let's uh, start over on that conversation or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be yeah that is not easy it's difficult right that's one of the challenging parts of being a human being (laughs) (laughs) and challenging parts about being a parent, you know, your kids see everything about you. They see the good, the bad, the ugly, right. And you're, as you're walking with, you know, you're as a Christian, you're walking with God and you're walking with your kids and you know, you're, you're growing as a, as a person um, at the same time, you're trying to, you're trying to parent and teach and, 
those can be those can be challenging moments because I don't know about you guys, but for me, parenting's always interesting in that, as you said, Nancy, I mean, it, it, you, you know, it's kind of this mirror where you often reflects on yourself. Like, am I being uh, selfish or whatever it might be in this moment? But because I constantly find myself having these conversations with God where God's like, I see what you're upset about there. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> let me just hold this mirror up real quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Lord, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens way too much. I'm like, ah, oh, why are you like this? And you're like, because you're like me. And <laughs> it's just, yeah, it could be super frustrating. And I, I think that's the beauty of it, too, that the Lord will will graciously teach those lessons. You know, like, it, it is a grace to be able to learn some lessons about your own character through your children rather than you out in the world having to get humbled by somebody, you know, that's a, that's a burnt bridge. That's a burnt relationship. And it's such a grace of the Lord just for you to see it in your, in your parenting and in your children. Maybe we could say that a good parent is one that is still being parented by the Lord. Sonship, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so by the way, that, that, that has also got me thinking in different ways. For example, like I think about my own childhood in, in a moment where I once went to the hospital for, or something. And, you know, my mom, it was in the middle of the night and, you know, I was at a friend's house and she had to go to the hospital, you know, and pick me up sort of thing. And, you know, as a kid, you don't really think, hey, mom, you know, thanks. You know, thanks for getting up at one in the morning, you know, and have to drive all the way out to the Oregon coast and pick me up at the hospital sort of thing. And, and now you got to go, you know, go back you drive drive me back and you know still get up in the morning and go to work blah, blah blah you know we tend not to think in those ways as kids we tend to just take everything for granted well of course yeah. mom's going to do this or of course dad's going to do that like of course dad's not going to go to Everest base camp he's going to hop into a helicopter with me of course he's going to go to the hospital and nurse me back to health you know the the thought of hey thanks for doing that then ne- at least for our kids. <laughs> it's so interesting. Because no I'm not hearing that so often. <laughs> no way. People are saying to our kids, every time we share our experience, even we were at the dentist yesterday and telling a little bit of our story and multiple people are like, wow, like you to, talking to our kids, you guys are so lucky that your parents will take you on this. And our kids are like, we are. Huh? <laughs> we're lucky. Like I this wanted is, to go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, and I think, uh, yeah, it's, and I mean, you can't really fault them for it because it's, right. it's our, it's our family, it's our family culture. Not that they're ungrateful; they just don't express their gratitude. And so, even when someone tells them to be grateful, they don't really know if they should be grateful or not. Again, so. I hate to do this, but. It's one of those moments where you con- where again you reflect back on your relationship with the Lord, right? Mm. Yeah. And you're like, what kind of attitude do I have? Do I have? Am I grateful? Uh, <laughs> I know, Troy's like, come on, man. I've, I've already dealt with enough conviction here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's can it, so it's this it's this constant, uh, you know, teaching and being taught it is parenthood and it's sacrificial and it's humbling all at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is, is you do need it. Like then you're emulating for your children. You're setting the tone, your, your actions, your behaviors are the, are the, 
the test, right? Or the the standard for what you want from your children, right? Are you, am I, am I grateful? Mm-hmm. Am, do I express my gratitude? Do I, um, am I, do I show humility in heated conversations, right? Do I, all the things that I want from my kids, are they the way that they are? Because they're seeing and emulating like bad, bad, like example, or are they, or I mean, in there, they're sinful, we're, we're sinful creatures, right? So that's, I mean, we're going to always struggle with, with ourselves and our flesh, but are, are we emulating for our children, you know, yeah. um, good biblical or Christ-like character? Yeah, great. Gratitude is a, it's a muscle that we need to, that we get the opportunity to exercise every day. But a lot of times we ignore it because we, you know, it's, it's like muscles. You just get used to, oh, my body just feels this way. And some people don't even realize that you're, you're deteriorating. What's that's your body shouldn't be like that. It's just, it is like, that is not the best of what, what your body is capable of. And I think we do the same thing with this, yeah, our our gratitude and our outlook on things, this this entitlement that we have with the Lord. Oh my, like you're talking about getting convicted is how entitled are we as believers because of even what the word says, you know, what the way Jesus talks about us and us being his beloved and we're the, the royal priesthood. And it's like, it, that wasn't for you to go run and be prideful. That was for you to understand how deep my love is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, parenthood has an incredible way of, instructing us in our relationship with the Lord if we if we allow it to. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that's part of actually being a good parent is that is that you're allowing God to speak to you through you know parenthood and yeah. how, how to you know grow in your relationship with the Lord. Uh this brings up the last one I just wanted to bring up uh and that is you know that parenthood is is intentional. Mm. So we heard from a lot of people that thought it was cool we were doing this trip uh because it, you know, it was this coming of age trip, you know, uh, for us very much, this was about, you know, fulfilling a dream. Sure. But it was also about, you know, welcoming our kids into adulthood. You know, it's this, this adulthood is, it's not like a one-time sort of idea. It's, it's, you are welcoming. It's like this yeah. uh, ongoing action as your kids, particularly as they become teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're wanting to prep them so that they, they succeed uh, as adults, but for me, it was kind of more than that. I, I'm I'm asking the question: How do you inspire your your child for mm. for adulthood? What what does that look like? Yeah, which was interesting because, like, so after Tristan was like, we weren't sure if he would ever want to go back into high altitude. So after he's had this like really intense experience is he ever going to want to go back into the mountains it, will he ever want to attempt ever space camp on his own and it's interesting cuz your initial thought was that he's super hesitant Nancy i don't think he'll want to ever come back here he'll never try this on his own mm-hmm. um but now when you talk to him he's like yeah i'd love to do this with my friends one day and we're like, i'm like oh. i'm like I'm so, that makes me so glad that even though this was a hard experience and it was not the way it was supposed to be, that, uh, that he, like, it hasn't wrecked him for, for, uh, like maybe trying this on his own one day with his buddies. Right. And I'm like, like, 
that's even in this moment of it not going the way it was supposed to go, he still learned and it still inspired him that one day he could maybe try this with his friends. And I was yeah. like, that's that's really what even in the failure, there was success. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but doesn't it seem that our culture doesn't really have these kind of modes of graduating kids into adulthood. It's almost kind of like this suspended adolescence that often takes place. I don't know. Does that resonate with anybody? Yeah. Like I would say it has to do with almost like age markers of allowance. Like, okay, at 18 in this province, I'm allowed to do this or, you know, now I'm 21. I can, I can drink or whatever it is. But as far as like what actually uh, maybe the more so the mentality or the psyche of like I'm an adult. I wouldn't say there really is. You just kind of get thrusted into things, and oftentimes you're told, to, "Oh, all right, we'll grow up. This is this is your life now." And it's like, well, I didn't want my life to be like this. I just felt like it needed to be. I totally agree with you. Often we think, okay, society says I can get a driver's license now, right? Or society says I can drink now, or. Society says I can get a mortgage now or what, you know, whatever those might be. I think you're right. Those kind of tend to become a default uh, uh, entrance into adulthood, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But I, I can't help but think as parents, uh, we need to be more intentional in in those ways of how, how do I how do I help inspire my child into adulthood and think that it, and to see it as something bigger than just getting a driver's license or, yeah. you know, now society gives me a stamp of approval to have now I can alcohol. Have debt. <laughs> right. So, yeah. cause this, this was important for me. I don't know about, about you, um, you know, Nancy and Troy, how, how you've processed through this, but I, because I grew up poor, I grew up, you know, without it, without this father, influence in my life i had very low uh ambitions in Mm. in in life very very low and so that was intriguingly enough i didn't really start to dream about anything more in, in life than kind of the the downward spiral i was i was heading until i met jesus so jesus really changed me. And I would say that God, you know, began to have this fatherly influence in me first. And then there were other people. And I would say like Nancy's dad is one, one uh, man who's had a huge influence in my life and, and others uh, that have really showed me what it means to be a, a man and have inspired me in different, in different ways. Yeah. What, I, what I'm trying to get at there is how do we actively as parents kind of lift our kids up and say, hey, life's more than what culture's telling you are these kind of modes of adulthood and that and and that can look differently. It doesn't have to be, you know, going uh of course to Everest Base Camp. That was just what I came up with as a kid, you know, and so that was kind of my thing. I'm not saying that's the one to do, of course. Uh but are we thinking in those ways? But I think, yeah, I think it's something to be said that modeling it is way more impactful than saying it you know we all were we were all in school i remember my elementary school you saw all the posters and signs on the walls be all you can be and all those sorts of <laughs> those those sorts of sayings Especially and i remember as an american man i saw i saw yeah. <laughs> but i remember i remember looking at them and being like 
I remember even even throughout high school, you saw them like, what does that even mean? Like, be all you can be. Well, it, it sounds so simple, but then you go and talk to some of your teachers who seem borderline miserable as teachers. And wait, I'm supposed to learn about what is going to be good for my flourishing, for my life and everything from people that seem miserable every single day. You don't seem happy to be here. You told me last week you love teaching. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there were things that didn't compute in my head because it wasn't being modeled. And so I think it's, like I said, it's something to be said or shown. This coming of age can be a, a, a legitimate journey. This is what it could look like. This is what it may look like for my kids. Now they could, could have come off that mountain and been like, never doing it again. This was the worst trip ever. Yeah. But it's still something, it's still a marker in their lives, whether they whether it went positively or whether it went negatively. And I think that's that whole, okay, God, they're your children. I did all that I knew to do. This is what I felt was most impactful. You know that one of the main one of the biggest joys of my life is being a present father in their lives because I did it. And I think it's those moments where the Lord is also wants to like impart into us as parents, where he's like, I know you thought that in your mind, maybe a lot of this trip was just for you guys or just for them. But what this did for you as a couple, what this did for you as individuals and as parents, I pray you didn't miss out on it because this is so it's it, he's he's in it for all of us. And I was excited to hear about it. It's inspired me. It's got Jasmine and I thinking like, OK, what are we going to do with our kids? Because I never I never thought about something like that. I never thought of a coming of age trip. It was just, hey, grow up. by the way that's why nancy and i did this podcast like troy brought up the idea and our staff said hey you should really do a podcast on this and nancy and i were like sure uh we are happy to talk about it but one of the reasons we were really excited to talk about it isn't because we think our trip is so cool or anything it's really we think it's a cool trip yeah i guess we think it's a cool trip (laughs) not everybody thinks but we know that not everybody it's not the trip for everyone yeah some people think that's the worst possible thing (laughs) not the best Uh, the reason for us doing this was really exactly what you said troy is to get people thinking about it and get in and to inspire them to go okay what can i do actively from what i what i love you know, to inspire my kid. I mean, for example, like maybe your kid really likes race cars or something, and maybe you're going to go to a race with your kids or um, or they really like horses or I don't know what it is. Like, how can you meet them, you know, in, in these moments of going, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take this opportunity to inspire you. I'm going to take this opportunity to help, you know, show you what adulthood could look like as a as a Christian that loves God and that is wanting to experience a flourishing life. Now, that's not to say again that everything is going to be mountaintop moments. Sometimes it's going to have challenges like happened with us, but it was still an incredible moment. Our kids still loved it. Even though we went through a lot of challenges, they they loved that moment. And it ins- we know that it inspired them. Uh, and by the way, one of the moments that inspired them the most, which is really bizarre, is we had gone rafting and we're heading back and there were actually some Canadians that were on this rafting trip with us and they had just graduated from college and one of them went to Egypt traveling and the other one went to India. Yeah. And as you can imagine, Nancy and I have traveled to a lot of places. So we've been like, Hey, yeah, we went to Egypt and we've been to India as well. And in fact, had been to the exact spot that they had and, and had even gone further. And our, so our kids are listening to this going, man, these guys, like 
they're pretty impressed by our parents. Like they're like, whoa. <laughs> and yeah. at the end of it, <laughs> well, at the end of it, they're like, Dad, that sounds Egypt sounds pretty cool, man. Like, like, like it was kind of interesting, wasn't it, Nancy? It like, was. Tristan was were, inspired by that because it hit him in his wheelhouse, though, too, right? Because he's he's interested in in history. He's interested in learning archaeology, archaeology, all those okay. types of things. So it really was like, wow, like these guys did it when they graduated from college, and they're talking to my my parents, and and so it was. It was an inspirational moment in seeing other people do. Uh, that's yeah. not just our parents that do these things. <laughs> other people, other other Canadians uh, do these things. And, and I and please don't get the wrong impression that we're saying that everybody needs to travel or hike no. mountains or those sorts of things. That's just what Nan- Nancy and I enjoy doing. Uh, but I do think as parents, we do need to think about what are those ways that I can meet my kids where they're at and that I can inspire them and encourage them as they are becoming adults. One last thing that I would say that Nancy and I have, have been doing that has been effective uh, to encourage you parents <clears throat> is is just being intentional with the time that we're spending with our kids. Mm. So, for example, each, each year... Uh, Nancy and I spend intentional time with our kids, whether that, like, for example, last year, I took William uh, on a bike ride and we, we rode our bikes to Salt Spring Island and, and camped out there together. Like, again, that doesn't mean that everybody should go ride their bike and camp. Please don't get, <laughs> take the wrong impression here. It's, it's fine. What are those things that you like to do with your kids? Maybe it's riding your bike, but maybe it's something else. And how can you intentionally spend time with them and inspire them? These moments are so they're so fleeting, right? Like we you you blink and and no matter how many times people tell you, like, cherish each moment, cherish each, each stage. And, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it definitely with our our son. You know, the first kid, you're panicking the whole time, right? <laughs> you're like, oh, is, is it warm enough? Is the temperature right? Like I remember my my first act as a dad, I failed epically. Like we had just brought Araya home. We were living in Winnipeg. It was minus 40, and we went to go give her a bath. Now I put her little bathtub into the bath, put the water in, but I had made the mistake of putting the warm water on the mesh, but I didn't heat up the room. So what happens when the mesh is sitting in the air? It gets cold. So I put this newborn onto the mesh and she just started roaring, like just I mean, I had never heard her. She didn't scream. She was born like six hours or sorry, 24 hours earlier. She didn't scream this loud. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. And there's me, new dad, just like, "Ah, ah, what did I do? What did I do? She was just cold. But it's this thing of like, I had to go through all these moments with Araya the first time, constantly thinking I'm failing, making a mistake. And then after that, I see she's four She's brilliant. She's intelligent. She's smart. She's not afraid of water. Um, and, and now I have Zakai, and we're just way more relaxed. You know, it was like, if, if he falls over, he's going to be okay. Is he screaming? Do I need to sprint over there? Probably not. <laughs> like, he's in his crib. So, yeah, parenting is such a, a an incredible journey. And so thank you for, for sharing just just a portion of, of, of your I was going to say tactics, but <laughs> a portion of what, what you guys have been doing with your kids. And, and I hope that people are, are definitely inspired by it. Do you guys have any other closing remarks or anything else that you felt you wanted to, to touch on real quick? Well, you know, just again, be thinking about what are those, what are those moments in, in my life and in those touch moments with my kids that are going to be 
uh, you know, that you can be really be thoughtful. I think about yourself, Troy. I think about how much you love soccer, for example. And who knows, maybe that's going to be a moment that you're going to be able to share in a deep way with your kids and be able to leverage as you are welcoming them into adulthood as a way of inspiration. I have a good friend of mine in Oregon. His daughter loves soccer. He loves soccer. And they he has spent so much quality time with his kids through soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, this can happen in a variety of ways. For us as a family, it's hiking. But but for you parents listening, be thinking, what, what are those moments that I can leverage with my kids as I inspire them and usher them and lead them into adulthood? Thank you, Andy, Nancy, uh, again, just for hanging out with us today, sharing your story, um, sharing wisdom. I know I'm encouraged. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today on the AC Podcast. It is a ministry, and so we are always looking for partnerships. Feel free to email us at info at apologeticscanada.com. Join us next week as we find more things to think about. Love God, love people. Bye for now.